0: This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. years to come peace
1: okay so i'm not gonna lie when i got this wine from costco i thought that it was from carmel california because it says carmel winery and then come to find out it's actually carmel in israel so this wine is a 2017 cab Saw from appalachian wine and It was grown in Upper Galilee, Carmel Mountains, and the Judean Hills. And this is a kosher wine, and is meant for Passover. So that's really fun. But it's super cool because it has like a gold foil, I think it's supposed to be an emu made out of like cool like spiky vine things, like grapevines, I think, in the shape of an emu. And I think that's really cool. I like emus and ostriches, so it made me feel really nice. And even though it's not a local wine, I don't recall the last time I've had a wine from Israel.
0: Yeah, I'm getting um, full body, dry, uh, black uh, cherry currant.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably exactly how I would describe it.
0: It's got a nice... uh... Good palate on it, and it was Uh,
1: this was Asian oak for twelve months.
0: Oh yeah, so you do get like a little
1: hint of oakiness, but not it's not overwhelmingly oaky, which is nice.
0: It's I want to say it's pretty easy to tell the difference between a wine with oak and and one with steel. Yeah, and the reason being is because I I don't know if it's a feeling or an observation. However, I think you can kind of taste a metallic in the wine.
1: I think it depends. Sometimes places you steal barrels where you don't get any metallic, but then other wineries that use steel barrels, you do get a hint of like
0: Like metallic steel, steel yeah. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if it's like the type of steel they like use. Like the quality or, of steel. Yeah.
0: I would imagine stainless steel, you probably get less because of Because I later. know that
1: even when I wear jewelry, like certain metals, like even being on like my hands will give me a metallic taste in my mouth or like... One time I put on a dress in theater and it was made out of a bunch like, metal. Oh, yeah. And I put it on and instantly... Chainmail. Basically. It was, like, really thin. It was, like, a dress from the 70s or something and it was really beautiful and well done. But the second I put it on, I got, like, an overwhelming metallic taste in my mouth. And it lasted for, like, hours. Even after I took it off. My
0: mutant power (laughs) is uh, absorbing metallic through my skin.
1: But certain people have different... Like certain metals give them metallic taste in their mouth without even having to consume it or have it in your mouth. Huh. So I'm pretty sure for steel barrels, like it's probably similar where if you have a poor quality steel barrel, people are going to get more metallic.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's some science behind it.
1: I don't know. Maybe we'll research that. Yeah. By the way, how cool is our theme music?
0: Raise your hand if you like our theme music. Hand raised.
1: Yeah, I'm raising my hand.
0: Uh, So, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today. However, I want to let you know that you're listening to Wine 30.
1: With Andrew and Lindsay, where we talk about hot topics.
0: And discuss some important issues.
1: And drink some wine.
0: Drink wine. Even
1: though you probably know what you're listening to because Pierre just sang it so brilliantly.
0: But if you don't know, now you know.
1: Exactly. So, I feel like we always just start off with what we've been watching, what we've been reading, everything else. So, I'm gonna go through my watch list first.
0: Yeah, I'd like that.
1: I just finished To All the Boys I Love Before, like the trilogy. So, I'd seen the first two, and then the third one, uh, Always and Forever, just came out on Netflix. I watched it today. It was decent. I feel like it's a basic teen rom com, but the books were good. The movie was good, it was enjoyable. And if you're bored this Valentine's Day or this week and you're like, I just want like a nice love movie, that's a good one. Right. Um, I also have been watching some Headspace meditations on Netflix in the evenings.
0: Which is surprisingly soothing.
1: It is. They will like have all these images and they'll like talk you through a meditation. They'll like
0: talk to you for like a half hour in a Scottish accent. They're like, I hey, listen here. You want <laughs> to be meditated? Not I think medicated. they're British,
1: but... Um, no, you never They're it, basically It is really fun though Cause like it'll start with images And then the images will stop And it'll still be a pretty photo Or whatever on the screen Speaking of the
0: Brits but When are they gonna give up Belfast?
1: When are they gonna give it up?
0: Like when are they gonna be like Yeah, that's not part of our land Like clearly that's not on your Little piece of land It's like uh, literally on Ireland's land
1: I thought Belfast was in Ireland
0: It's in Ireland But, but England owns it
1: but they also own Ireland.
0: England does not own they Ireland. They own
1: North Ireland. The UK is That's North Belfast. Ireland. That's Belfast. Yeah.
0: North I- North Ireland is Belfast, but it makes no sense because there's a there's like a huge um, like, ocean river yeah. basically that cuts the cuts the countries in half. But for some reason, England owns a chunk of. England. I mean, think about uh, Alaska. Ireland.
1: Like, why does the U.S. own Alaska? Why is that not Canadian? It's strange, right? (laughs) It's
0: Just like, you're not getting Alaska. That's what America says. You're not getting it. like Hawaii.
1: Like, yeah, I was going to say, how did we swipe up Hawaii?
0: We're just like, oh yeah, you thought you were going to get Hawaii? You're not getting Hawaii. Okay? It rains warm water. Every day. Every day. (laughs) It's like warm showers. You just go outside. We can save a ton on water.
1: Oh, so back to what we've been watching, though. Yeah. Uh, Pushing Daisies, I got Andrew to watch because it's on HBO Max. And I watched it when it was originally out, whatever that was, like 2008, 2009. And now I have him watching it. I feel like it's really nice to just watch an episode every, like, few days.
0: Also, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I've been watching Batman Beyond.
1: Oh, because we finished Batman the animated series, and now we've moved on.
0: It's kind of like a nice nightcap. Watch I really a little like half hour Batman. It's fun.
1: I really like watching like nostalgic cartoons in the evening. It's like
0: so strange because as an adult, I'm just like you're not supposed to watch Batman as an adult. Because <laughs> I'm like you know, growing up and stuff, you're with your your parents, and you're like, wow, they're watching grown-up movies like
1: i feel like my mom in the evenings would occasionally watch like friends or beverly hills 902 right, right but a lot of times the things i remember her watching in the evenings were like cartoons with us or like oh cool they had like that abc family like movie night on sunday nights where right. they play like cinderella with brandy and whitney houston or they play like toy story or whatever sometimes
0: my mom would put on old school batman like pow
1: My mom, we would watch like Wonder Woman or Superman or whatever every so often, like the old school, but she really loved I Love Lucy. That was like the thing where like that's, I think that's still probably like her number one like comfort TV show, like how Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to throw in The Office because I've seen it and it's like comforting to watch The Office. I feel like that's what I Love Lucy is for like my mom. So the last thing I'm going to mention that I've been watching is we did watch another episode of Selena and Chef. And she had Kellis, the one who sings the My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard song because she's a chef and owns like a farm and does like all of that. Sure. And one of the things they made on there were buckles. And the ones they made were like apple cranberry buckles, which are basically like they called it a lazy cobbler. Well, we had a ton of pears. And I was like, we need to figure out what to do with these. So we made the buckles, the same recipe. But instead of apples and cranberries, we used pears and cherries and one they are absolutely delicious Two, we have the recipe and it made so much
0: right and yeah.
1: I'm like I don't know when we're ever going to be able to consume it all without like gaining 30 pounds
0: I mean but we don't want to become like impulsive ears
1: Oh, I'm an is how editor, I'm like, but... well, I
0: don't want to be like, oh, just like sneak in, grab a huge spoonful. Like, that's not really like, because then you like build a habit mm-hmm. and then you're just like looking for things to grab and like spoon into your mouth. And like, I don't know. I think that can be like not a great habit so what have or you... hard to break anyway. So
1: what have you been playing?
0: Uh, I've been playing a couple apps on...
1: Oh, you were playing that cool Sasquatch game, right? Which now I might need to download because it looks pretty.
0: It's pretty fun. fun. It's not like it doesn't. It's not super time consuming, so you can like play a little bit and then be like satisfied, have that fulfilled. So is it
1: actually called just Sasquatch or? Yeah. And I think from what I've seen, you basically just pretend to be a Sasquatch and go around and like steal things from people's campsites.
0: Well, no, you pretend to be a human. And you go around and just take things. and But you can also drive cars. But, but you you're a
1: Sasquatch cars. pretending to be a human.
0: Correct. And Got then it. you can drive cars and golf carts and like you solve murders and you save the park. So another thing I've been playing is called Assemble. Mm. And basically you're a girl in a small, moved out to a small town and you're a mechanic girl. So like, not a mechanic, but like a fixer. Yeah. And so, like, you go around fixing and doing, like, odd jobs. And it's kind of fun. I think Lindsay would really like it, but...
1: I know that... Is that the one that you were listening to that was more of, like, a story game where you then do things? I sometimes have a really hard time when games make me listen to story. Me too. Because I've been playing Project Makeover, and it's basically, like, a puzzle game, but then you get to dress or, like, make over the space of your client. Yeah. But then they have, like, all these videos that pop up, and are like, drama, watch these drama clips about, like, this other, like, competitor, just, like, stylist, designer, and I'm like, I do not want to watch these stupid drama clips. Right. So I skip them every time. Okay. But I've also been playing the Covet app, and then I've also been playing some Best Fiends, which I'll talk about in a little bit. All right. I want to delve more into the Best Fiends. But, so reading, um, we got more books from Book of the Month Club. Which I'm super pumped about. So it's my goal this week to read Honey Girl and One to Watch. Those are like my two that I really want to get through.
0: Right. I want to do my book of the month club. And I'll add them onto my long list of books to read. Uh, But what I'm working on right now is The Color of Law. And then I told you guys last week that I was working on Name of the Wind. So Mm -hmm. I'm still doing that. And then I really want to start The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan. Nice. And I haven't really delved into that one yet because I'm trying to do the other two. I don't want to get overwhelmed. I
1: know. I don't like to read more than one, possibly two books at the same time because I they just don't get finished.
0: I mean, I don't mind reading like a few books at the same time, but I don't want to get overwhelmed and then just drop it all together.
1: Okay, so what we've been listening to. Normally, we would tell you everything we've been listening to, but we have this new newsletter and you will be able to click in our show notes and be directed to the newsletter where you can subscribe. And every week we'll have our playlist, any cool recipes, fun stories from the week, any articles that we want to share with you. So I say you should check out the newsletter because it's pretty awesome. And my playlist this week is going to be a throwback playlist.
0: Yeah, we're working like really hard on our newsletter. Uh, so give us feedback. Let us know how it goes. And we feel really good about it, so we'll see and what you guys think.
1: Go listen to Taylor Swift's new re-recording of "Love Story" because we don't want Scooter Ron to make any more money.
0: Yeah, we'll, of Swift. we'll post the details in the uh, description.
1: So I do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor for this episode, which is Best Fiends. So we told you we've been re-watching Batman: The Animated Series, which is amazing, super nostalgic. That is like an all-time classic. I also. I'm obsessed with I Dream of Genie. it still like stands the test of time. And things have come such a long way since we were kids. And it seems like we get more instant classics every year. And you know what else is becoming an instant classic? Best Fiends. It is the top rated mobile puzzle adventure. Best Fiends has a world full of lovable characters, thousands of levels, and more content that gets added all the time. I've been playing for over a year now, and I'm always checking my phone for the latest update. I get super bored with games. Like so fast, like I download a game, I play it for like a week and I'm like, okay, done with that. But the great thing about Best Fiends is that there's literally new content every single week. So they're always keeping my interest. With Best Fiends, there's something new today and tomorrow and every day after that. Literally thousands of levels to play and counting, plus tons of cute characters to collect. So if you're never tired of solving puzzles, good news, because with Best Fiends, the fun never ends. But don't blame me if you become slightly obsessed. I know Andrew's mom is on like level 3000 and she is just so excited every time there's a new update or a new challenge. So you can download Best Fiends free today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's best friends without the R. Best Fiends.
0: All right. So what I want to talk about to boost us into our topics is... How do you feel about company the rating system on companies?
1: Are you talking about like
0: like stars?
1: Like Yelp reviews and Google Just reviews? Just like stars
0: in general. Like is it a like I guess my question is is it like a solid system? Are there changes you think that could be made? Do you think they should scrap the system and do something different like
1: Honestly, does what, it work? What I would prefer maybe even over stars is like would recommend or would not recommend kind of like yes or no because I feel like people sometimes will be like this was a great restaurant I go every week three stars and you're like what so if you're like would you recommend it to a friend or family member or no
0: it's hard to be that way though because it's like one bad experience could it's like what if they're like well I wouldn't recommend it but I would go back do you know what I Well, mean? I
1: think that maybe it should be like that type of rating system, though, where it says, like, maybe multiple questions and you click each one. Where, like, how likely are you to return? How was your experience? And, I like, think a rating system. You're seal, right there, yeah. Where, like, in school, you always had to take those personality tests where it's like, agree somewhat, agree slightly, like things like right. that. Where if you ask very specific questions, like, will you be back? And then it's like a scale and you can move the little clicker on the scale of how likely you are to go back, how likely you are to... Or even just have,
0: like, a question-based thing where it's engaging Mm -hmm. the audience rather than, like, demanding that they leave stars. So it's like... I guess what I'm trying to say is... to add onto what you're saying is, well, what if you engage your audience and then they leave, like, their critical uh, analysis of the place... Right. Like their critique is like shaped better Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes I read it like they'll give it one star and then I read it and I'm like, that doesn't even apply to the product. Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of like, oh, like my old phone couldn't run this app one star. And it's like, upgrade your phone, man. Like, why is that dictating the quality of the game? You see what I'm saying? Like it, it, it drops the rating. And I'm like, how many of those are there? Right. So maybe it might be better if they left like a critique. Yeah. And I feel
1: like when I was looking at app reviews the other day for like a password app or something, most of their bad reviews were people being like, oh, this isn't like easily compatible with my device. Right. And it's like you have some really bizarre like phone that not many people have and runs on an operating system that most people don't have, and then you're complaining that it runs weird.
0: Right. Another thing that bugs me about the whole star thing, and I don't know if this is so much of like a critique on the star system or a critique on bi- the business that use it, uh, is that they make it kind of difficult to change your rating.
1: Oh, yeah. So, for example, we technically have a star rating. Right. On like iTunes and whatever, which if you're listening to this, go shoot us a rating. But the thing that I Give like. Us a five
0: star rating. But
1: the thing <laughs> I like more than the ratings because it's like, oh, you have whatever, 455 star ratings. And it's like, well, that's great. But like, I love it when people leave reviews about what they love right. or what they don't love because like that's constructive and that helps us get better. Yeah. Whereas it's like, oh, here's a bunch of five star reviews and like one or two. Like, one-star reviews, and it's like, well, like...
0: Leave us a a five-star review, you know, or I guess, you know, if you want to, a four-star review. And, you know, give us, like, a positive critique. But honestly... Because we're kind of just doing everything we can, right?
1: But honestly, like, I even appreciate people that are like, I gave you three stars, and this is why. Right. Because I feel like I appreciate people's...
0: Right. And we're not asking for people to lower our star rating, but... I do No, enjoy but I'm saying go leave a review. And like, right? and, like, that's, like, what makes this so fun, like, podcasting so fun for us.
1: And I think that's why our newsletter is so exciting for us because it's sending, like, directly to people's emails and people can reply to the email or, like, leave us a voicemail. And it kind of connects us a little bit better to right. our audience. And you get to see more of our everyday life other than just the podcast.
0: So I have a question for Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Have you torqued lately?
1: He He, like. The other day we were watching was it like the OnlyFans documentary which I forgot like, to mention. Torqued
0: out is it out is it not in?
1: I like how you say torqued when it's twerk. Torqued. Twerk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is that like out? You know.
1: I I don't remember like ever twerking. You
0: never twerked. Oh I mean I'm Lord.
1: sure I have at some point. I'm in like time. you never
0: twerked like you know mechanic. Use torque Yeah, to you're saying like completely different <laughs> word. You never torque um, <laughs> to wrench.
1: I mean, like I'm sure at some point I just like, I don't know. It's not like I go around twerking all day. My niece, when she was really little, because she just turned 11, um, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj had just come out. And we were watching the music video. She literally would twerk every single time a Nicki Minaj video came on. Wow. And it was really embarrassing. And then the song would like come on in a store or like a similar song would come on in the store. And she would just be like twerking in the store.
0: Wow. That's really scary. And it would
1: be like, oh, that's not a good habit. She's like
0: in the freezer section, like twerking. <laughs> and you're like, whoa.
1: But she was like. Inappropriate. She was, there are li- small
0: children here. She was
1: literally like <laughs> one or two.
0: Like uh, a small
1: toddler. Like, that's pretty funny. twerking. Yeah, it's... But it's also not funny because you're funny. like, oh, like it's funny because mm. it just is. But also, you know. That, like that, they're not like, doing
0: it to be like Then you,
1: you know, end up in like that movie,
0: they're doing it. Because, because it's fun. It's like, and it's like they're Because they see adults doing it and they think that yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And, and they're getting attention. Then
1: you end up in like a movie like Cutie's where the young right. girls were twerking and um Okay, yeah. what
0: is uh your impressions on something that happened just recently, the impeachment trials.
1: Um we watched a couple hours total. We watched it on, was it Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday? We watched for like an hour, maybe. And then we watched again today where they were doing closing arguments and then voting. And there were some really good speakers on the closing arguments
0: yeah. on the Democratic
1: side. Um, I was very impressed. I think that the, all of the videos I had seen throughout the trials I was like, after seeing these videos and these like, like seeing him literally going up in front of crowds for months, basically gearing them up.
0: Well, I for think this. he did incite then, it, but it's kind of like can you impeach a president that's out of office already? And
1: why not? I mean, it happened while he was in office and then Mitch McConnell is purposely pushed it until he was out of right, office. but
0: then he's making, you know, he released the The statement where he's like, oh, I would have voted guilty if he was still in office. But But I'm like, you're you're the the one
1: one who refused to do it when he was in office. So, So,
0: but here's the thing I was thinking is it's like it was 57 guilties Mm -hmm. to what, 43 not guilties?
1: Yeah. Seven Republicans flipped. Right. But the majority of the Republicans that flipped are not running for re-election, So I feel like more Republicans would have flipped if they weren't scared about losing their next election.
0: Right. Like, it makes me just want to, like, post all the Republicans that voted not guilty. I mean, they did post it online. Right. Like, but you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. let's look into these guys. Like, are they actively acting in the best interest of their communities? Or are they acting to further their political career in shady agendas? Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want to look at. Because I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they should vote one or one way. But I want to know why. Like, what's your reasoning? Like, are you being lobbied? Like, are you being. You know what I mean? Like, what's your logic? Like, is it because you believe, honestly, that he doesn't do it for some fundamental reasons? Right? Especially like Ted Cruz. Like, where that guy's just like, die hard. Like,
1: he. I think. Ted Cruz honestly believes that Trump didn't incite violence, which is crazy because Ted Cruz was one of the people with Trump inciting the violence.
0: Right. Like
1: he was the one on the parlor app or wherever like, like gassing people up, getting them ready to go. So it's like, he obviously is going to vote not guilty because if Trump is guilty, he's guilty.
0: Right. And it's kind of like, okay, well that crowd never would have been there if Trump wasn't holding a rally.
1: And telling them to show up and fight.
0: Right. Like even if the crowd showed up, and Trump hadn't had the rally, then they probably wouldn't have created violence. They'd probably just been protesting, right? And that's completely fine. Like, that was the idea, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. I'm disappointed that they didn't hold him accountable, but a lot of people wanted to hold him accountable. Yeah. So.
1: Talking about accountability, I feel like we have to talk about Chris Harrison, who is now formerly the host, host of The Bachelor, because
0: or he's on um hiatus now.
1: Yes, because there is a contestant on the current season who has done like a ton of super racist stuff on Reddit, on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever, and has gone to a bunch of very racist events. And Chris Harrison did an interview with Rachel Lindsay, the former Bachelorette, where he basically was like, "Oh, like we just need to ignore anything she did basically is what he was saying and he was like oh you know there's nothing really wrong with what she did and whatever it was very poorly worded whatever it was he said i watched it and i blacked it out because it was so awful
0: you blacked out
1: no i mean i i blacked fainted i mean like i blacked out fainted no like i blacked out out of my memory exactly what he said but i remember being like I cannot believe that you're like this i is, blacked
0: out. I was like I, I cannot believe
1: that this is the statement he's giving right you're like, now. Like I was
0: way too drunk by that point.
1: <laughs> I just like felt like I cannot believe it was the statement he was making, and then basically all of the contestants from this season and from the previous season of The Bachelorette all posted on Instagram and were like, "We don't agree with the way Chris Harrison handled that, and we don't want to be associated with a franchise that condones racism." And they basically were like, "We're not going on Paradise unless something changes."
0: Okay, so I'm gonna so, play Devil's Advocate. So Chris here.
1: Harrison then posted that he is taking a break from his bachelor duties and will not be the host of After the Final Rose. But I have a feeling he's going to be back by Paradise.
0: Right. But I hope so. So I don't know. I mean, I don't I know. Don't, hope so. I'm not saying I hope so. I'm saying like
1: I honestly feel like Chris Harrison has been kind of wanting to retire for a long time too. Right. And I think it's been very obvious the past few seasons. And it's I think like, for him, this is a way for him to like slowly right. bow out.
0: It's like he should be thinking like, good.
1: Because he's still a producer but, yeah. on the show. So it's like, he's still making money off of the show, even if he's not hosting.
0: All right. So I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. This mm-hmm. is how I think Chris Harrison should handle this. I think he should take it like a, like I, like a, an adult and mm-hmm. say, you know what? Yeah. I see what I was doing and I need time to reflect. Right? And yeah. like become a better person. Which the thing is, he did like,
1: say that during his time off, he wants to learn and educate himself better.
0: Right. And I think that that right there will give him a lot of humility. Like it'll give mm-hmm. him a lot of like, okay, awesome. Like you're like, we're not expecting you to be like, you know, a superhero that never ever says anything or does anything that anybody, it's not controversial or it's just kind of like when something is but this negative, is like a learning take moment. some time to reflect. And yeah. if you still feel that way, by all means, like promote it, right? Like mm-hmm. do it, say, you know what? I still think that she should have be been able to say whatever it is. I'm playing devil advocate because I not don't necessarily think that, but I think as a person it's best to reflect, right? And be like, and which I do in this case think that. You shouldn't condone that just because like, we should be like trying to encourage people to get on board with being like, hey, you really think it matters what color someone's skin is?
1: Yeah, I or, think... Or like
0: their race or their um sex. Like, it doesn't really matter. I like, just feel like... Not, it doesn't make you smarter or, or, or dumber. It's like, it's just like...
1: This is kind uh, of just what I me. was talking about a few months ago when we were talking about cancel culture. And I was like, well, what I like more than cancel culture is accountability culture. So it's like you hold him accountable for what he said. Right. That doesn't mean that no, you cancel him think, forever. Yeah. It says, hey, educate yourself, figure out, like because like I get it, you're from Texas in a place that probably well, I don't normalized. Think
0: he meant, I don't think he meant it necessarily but, like that. I think more what he was going for. But the is thing like, is, so you know?
1: part of the problem is she had gone to this like antebellum party, right? Sure. This the girl from the show. Which is basically a party where they dress up like slave owners and go to a slave plantation
0: and have oh, a party. Okay.
1: So he was like, "Oh, that's normal. It's no big deal." So the thing is, he's from Texas, and there are certain places in Texas where Whoa. they do normalize okay. like fraternity, sorority parties. Like right. those are very popular. I
0: just don't think that that's so, okay. To just, I don't think it's yeah. okay at all. No, but I'm the, not saying the party itself. I'm just saying like. To be like, yeah, it's okay because it happens. Like, but
1: I think like yeah. mentally he was like, well, when I grew up, they had those and it was no big deal. So it's now him having to be like, I need to reeducate myself about why this is a big deal. Because well, it is on. a big deal.
0: I think it goes a little, stems a little deeper than that. Because I think it's more about like our innate human, like psychology where, look, we everyone's a people pleaser. Like we're mm-hmm. always looking for ways to please. Like we want to like... Subtle the waves, right? Like people that are like dancing on tabletops—they're not doing that. Like that's like that's like an adrenaline rush, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not like a normal thing. Like we don't just—we're not 100% like anxiety boosted all the time, right? Because then you'd have a heart attack at 40, right? Yeah. So, and some people do it for the dramatic experience, but they're doing it because they want to what? People please, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the normal thing, I think. So I think like he was just trying to soothe the waves and people please, and he got caught in his own kind of contraption a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's like how do you reach uh, a balance on both sides? I'm not. I'm, well, I guess what I'm trying to Which say, I guess is, is what Chris a lot of- Harrison's not perfect. No. And I don't think I don't think what he he said and condoned was good, but I, he's also human. So it's like I'm like, well. I don't think I can back it but you know what well, it I reminds think you can me grow from it.
1: Of like Trump when they were like oh like what do you have to say to the Proud Boys like that support you right. like they wanted him to like condemn the Proud Boys and he was stand like, stand, like stand by like stand back and stand by but it's like it's kind of one of those things because he was like oh I don't agree with everything they do but stand back and stand by and right. keep voting for me because it's like exactly you can't actually condemn it because you know half of your audience.
0: You're like probably You're gonna well, lose if you say that it's right? bad. They're Americans. Yeah. Like They have a vote, so it's kind of like how do you appeal without coming off as as like you know? Yeah. You have to think about that, and it's kind of like so I'm you not calling Chris
1: Harrison to. Trump. I'm just saying that's a circumstance where someone else was trying to people please. It's
0: a circumstance my- where you should hold that person accountable. Yeah. Right. And it's like instead you became the evil you deplore, and now we're holding you accountable, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like it's not your fault, but at the same time it is your fault because like at a certain point you're the host, yeah, and you're not,
1: and you're the face of the show,
0: right? You're not fit to be the host at this time. Yeah, doesn't mean down the road you might not be, but I don't know. That's how I look at it. I think he made the right call.
1: And talking about racism. We did a podcast on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, season one, which was on I Just Don't Have Time For. And they recently started season two, and I was like, oh, this season is going to be really hard, because where are they going to take this? I don't know if I can watch a second season, even though we did have two of the people on our podcast who were wonderful. And this past episode was all about like systemic racism, and... John Clarence Stewart, who we had on our podcast, obviously was a huge part of that because he's supposed to be, like, the PR face of Sparkpoint. And they're like, oh, tell them that there's not an issue with the watch not seeing black people's faces and facial recognition. Like, smooth it over. Like, and he's like, I'm, like, the only black person at this company and you're having me go up there and try to smooth this over. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, super uncomfortable. And then what I loved about this episode, though... Is instead of just focusing on that, they have Kip Hill Tallwalker, who we had on our podcast, who plays Tobin, right? And he's, like, usually the jokester in the office. And there was a point where someone was like, oh, get on that slum dog or something. Like They made, like, a reference because he's Indian. Right. And Zoe, like, hears the comment. And then Tobin is, like, singing a heart song because he's, like, joking back or whatever. Uh. And... But then he like sings this heart song about how it actually like really hurts him
0: right. when people
1: like joke about things something like he that. Has no
0: control over and it's like
1: with. they put him down for something, and he's like, "Yeah, I have a smile on my face, but you're not even looking at the fact that I'm so uncomfortable that right. like." It's like then, I didn't
0: choose to be born this so way. So then I just am. he yeah. and Zoe
1: like have a conversation, and he's like, "My parents came from India." Like, I was born here, but I'm, like, a first generation, right. like, here, and people think that racism doesn't apply to me because I'm Indian and not, like, black or whatever, but, like, I'm discriminated against all the time.
0: You know what, though? Like, we can't make... Because too... I I honestly believe, and this is, like, a belief, so it's not, mm-hmm. like... It's, like, based on a, uh, a hard pull of all of my experiences in mm-hmm. my life, so... I believe that racism or like wrongdoing, mm-hmm. like for every one person that does that, it comes back tenfold in the other mm-hmm. direction. So if one person's like being racist, you're gonna have ten people being like that's not okay. At this
1: point in time. But right? they no, were I
0: think that's just in general, I that's don't know. the American There's... way. No, we're gonna stand no, up and say that's no. not right. There that's has what been... happened with slavery. I think In I slavery, but that. think
1: about the freaking like 90s. If you go back and watch TV, even Friends, how many racist things they said on that show about cha- like oh, yeah. other characters on the show.
0: See, that could come and, back tenfold though.
1: But it's like, yeah, it takes them like 20, 30 years to be like, that was problematic.
0: Right, but nobody's watching Friends anymore. Yes,
1: they are. Everyone is watching
0: Friends. Nobody's watching Friends. Your sister Friends. still watches
1: Friends. And well, she's 14. she's
0: probably like, that's racist, right? So probably. that's coming back tenfold. <laughs> She's like that right but, there is racist.
1: But I did really. <laughs> or that's
0: sexist. I think there's more sexism than racism. Oh, both on Friends.
1: But I did really Maybe appreciate both, yeah. what Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist chose to do with that episode. And then after the episode, they chose to do like a thing with uh, Alex Newell, Kapil Tallwalker, and John Clarence Stewart, like all of their um, like black and Indian cast mates or whatever. And they talked about racism afterwards like as themselves and like how they've experienced it throughout the years. And I think that was very smart to like open up that conversation to people, which I mean it's been a big thing over the past year or so. But I still think it's good and healthy for them to be like, even though you're on a TV show, like you've still dealt with. Right. Like this type of stuff. And I think.
0: See, I think it comes down to like owning owning it. Like being mm -hmm. like, you know what? I thought that way, but then like all this stuff came to light and I was like, now I realize I was wrong. And I feel like I'm, I want to be that way. Like I aspire to be that type of person. So like, if there's something we say on our podcast and some, some of our listeners are like, that's inaccurate. Here's the source and here's the data. Did you think about it this way? The other day, I'd love to hear it. Yeah.
1: The other day I was thinking about our interview with Kapil because he was talking about like, Growing up in an Indian household and right. like shows that he watched and everything else. And I remember being like, oh, did he watch Never Have I Ever on Netflix? Because it was made by like Mindy Kaling and it's like all Indian people on the show. Oh,
0: that's like, that's kind of like. And then I yeah. like,
1: or not all, but like.
0: Right there you're being like. But I was like, saying
1: it more as like, I would love to see him on that show. You're just show. like, you're
0: Indian, right? You must like Mindy. No, but <laughs> like, I was like, I like just insane. felt like that was a
1: show he would have done very like well That'd be on. like
0: oh you're 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 black you must like blackish do you like tyler perry right like <laughs> yeah. you see what i mean like yeah. it's not so like, then
1: like looking back i was like cool. that was a weird thing cool. to say but like i yeah. meant that i could see him being on a show like that and doing like right like a netflix show that sure. like i know you is breaking kind of boundaries
0: yeah. but
1: then i look back and i'm like that's like saying oh um i'm not racist i have a friend that's black Like, it's one of those things where it's like, that has nothing to do with, like, Like, if you're racist or not.
0: Yeah. Like. And I was talking to my mom, and I'm like, it's not about racism. No. That's not racism. It's, like, trying to find common ground. And it's, like, it is a little off-putting because it's like, oh, because I'm Indian, you think this. And I think, like, that has a lot to do with American culture. Mm -hmm. Because I was raised in a certain way that's, like. You know, try to... You want to associate with
1: You people. want to relate to everybody. To relate.
0: Yeah. So it's not like... It's not a malicious thing. It's just like more of an ignorant thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm ignorant in a lot of things. So it's like... But at the end of the day, I think everybody just wants to come together and have a barbecue.
1: I mean, I love barbecues, so... I do want to oh, get together. Oh, is it together. because you're
0: white? You love but no, I'm just kidding. No, No, I just think everyone, you know. <laughs> no, it's
1: cuz we're in COVID and we haven't been around people a in so long. Charged
0: episode. <laughs> okay. I, know. I mean that's really all the time we have to her today. <laughs>
1: and we will talk to you next week on right. another episode of Wine 30.